I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words DraftKings podcast. I am joined, as ever, by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello. Hey, Tom. A uh, little two-week break for us for the first time, I think, ever. So that's interesting. Yeah, we've had a couple. Of, we've had a week off here and there. We never had two weeks back to back. Probably felt pretty good actually. Like Zurich, I feel like I would have struggled to really get excited about. Would have struggled to build teams. Probably wouldn't have got the results I wanted. Um, the, the two that I bet kind of fell away on the final day anyway, so it didn't really matter. And then Mexico, I feel like we would have put some decent teams together between us, given what we'd put out for betting selections. Brandon Wu was there for me in third. Um, you know, Norman, Hoygaard were there for patches as well. So I felt like we would have been okay last week, but I don't feel like we've missed too much being away for two weeks. No, no. I mean, in, in both of us, uh, we're both on Rahm at the Masters and both of us on on Fitz at uh, Heritage, yeah. So, so pretty good there. And then, um, yeah, Mexico, I also was on Brandon Wu. I've been telling everybody, uh, I'll tell you when it's time to bet Wu. They've been trying to force him in there, but last week was the time. Uh, he did a, he was great. And then I had, you know, Akshay and Grio. So three out of the top five. Just I, I, I think Akshay is the same as Wu. Like, yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I think Akshay is, you get him on these coastal courses, long or short, doesn't really matter. Uh, and he's fine. I just don't think like, I think people are just desperate to play him in, in every week so they don't miss. And I think you actually just want to make sure you do these spot bets for or spot picks for uh, Akshay, um, this not being one of them. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think, well, difference is I think that might be who Wu is forever. Akshay, maybe that's just who he is right now at 21 years old and he can evolve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's weird because like it just seems like, but even like when you look at his corn free talk, like I don't think it's a quality uh, aspect with him i just think it's there may be a certain type of course he's good at um like we didn't know when he went to college like he could have gone anywhere in college and he didn't go there so like it's not like a case of he's grown up by windy conditions and and just relishes them it's, it just seems to be that's what he's been good at since he's come on so um we'll see like hopefully he develops he's still very very young still got time to develop and he didn't look too bad in in uh, company with with Ram and Fee now, so certainly plenty to um to go by. But what do we think about the return to Quail Hollow, Matt? I mean, it's obviously a designated event. We've got Rory back. We're losing Ram and Scheffler. Um, I think we've probably both got opinions on that that we probably don't need to get into for for DraftKings perspective. But I suppose we can touch upon it. Like Rory took a break at the Heritage for mental reasons. Uh, John Rahm and Scheffler. Rahm played last week. Scheffler's having a couple of weeks off. I guess they both just want to be playing next week ahead of, or Scheffler definitely will play next week ahead of PJ. I don't think Rahm probably will. I think he'll probably have another week off. Um, overall, like without picking on any one person now, it just feels like the designated events are losing their, their whatever. Their gusto, the, whatever. Yeah, losing their luster, right? Yeah, like it. They're just gone. They're just too many. Like there's just too many. They're weirdly positioned in and around majors. Um, they picked some strange events to do it. I think there was probably a process to those um, that's just got away from them a little bit. I love this golf course. I love this event in general. So I didn't necessarily feel like it needed a big bump up. I think the players that wanted to play here and, and did well did anyway. Um, 
you certainly getting a, a boost by having the other guys here. But Rory would have played here, Cantley would have played here, Hovland would have played here. Like you'd have got plenty of people here without needing to, to elevate it, I think. I personally like the events that are just good, strong fields, yeah. not the elevated events. They're just they're just better. You get more leaderboard leaderboard diversity. Uh, I just you know I'm glad shuffling around on here. I'm not glad because the odds have definitely been impacted. Yeah, yeah. I am glad because. No, we get the same leaderboards like every week of these elevated but, but like these are now taking away what the majors were i think i said it ahead of the masters like you wait for the masters because between that and the players it's the first time all the big players get together uh you know maybe some more more players than the masters the masters is always going to be special and it's a bit more of a limited field but like what the pj championship used to make their field the strongest on purpose and now they don't you know they're not gaining anything by putting the people in they're going to put in now the players and all these things are just the same. Like we talked about this at the Players Week. Now the players just an elevated event. The same field. It just makes things monotonous. Um, and I think that's why love live or hate live. That's what makes the majors different. And that's, that's the only thing separating them from these elevated events from the players. Like, and, or else everything would be the same. Yeah, and I think I think like maybe the PJ Tour are not hiding to nothing in the sense of like if they didn't have these elevated events, people would be moaning that not all the best players are getting together and. Uh, in, in their defense, I think they're probably running out of things they can try before just having to admit defeat and figure it out. But like, we shall see how they shape up. Like they've got another year to, to figure it out. They've got a different program running next year. We'll see how that impacts things. Uh, in terms of a golf course, Wells Fargo, Quail Hollow, great, great course, great event. Uh, major caliber, I guess, in terms of course setup. But we did have a few like 500 to 1 winners in like James Hahn. I think Max Homer was pretty big. Uh, the time that he won as well, maybe similar to that. Uh, Derek Ernst as well here. I'm assuming based on the elevated event, we're not going to get something like that this year. But I certainly think you can get some kind of strange contenders in the top 10 and that for DraftKings purposes. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's definitely a course that every time you look at the top 10 kind of um, in one of those bigger events, whether it's the 2017 PJ Championship, there's going to be a couple of weird names in there. Um, and I do think, not that I think one of them can win this event, but it definitely is more wide open, one, because of, of the course a little bit, but also because no Raman Scheffler, who have won, what, 50% yeah. of the events in the last yeah. year? Yeah, I think I think that's probably it. I think you're taking out the – you've only got one of the big three rather than three of the big three, probably taking up three of the top 15, 20 places. Um, I don't know whether Rory's been playing that well to, to kind of take that up as Raman Scheffler have, but that's another subject. I suppose we'll go into that then. Um, obviously, Rory being the highest price goal for 11 1, uh, Scheffler at 10 7, Patrick Cantley 10 5, Tony Finau 10 2. Three time course winner, Rory McElroy could have been four time, uh, lost in the playoffs to Ricky Fowler back in the day as well in 2012. Any any need to play him this week? I, I think I'll play Rory. Um, did he Does he not have a press conference this week? He's done it. He's, he said that he basically took off because of mental reasons and he needed to recharge and now he feels better that was the summary i've seen okay um which is but but one like i don't want to be a cynic but like that's the easiest thing to say but everyone's been saying that for him over the past two weeks anyway so what's he gonna do come and say something different yeah yeah he he is uh i I don't really think he's facing the music after the miscut of the masters the way he should and then skipping an elevated event for the second time i think he need he owes us more as the face and leader of golf (laughs) But, but I think that's that's actually on the PGA Tour to make that. Like they should come out and say, like, we're actually excluding Rory McIlroy from the pit based on the fact that he's missed two events. And if Rahm and Scheffler do the same down the line, which they're going to, they're not going to play the Travelers Championship. 
So, like, if they're all going to do it, then Monaghan needs to come out and say these three players will not be getting their pit money. Simple as yeah. that. But but he's but he's going to give it to them because who else is he going to give it to? Yeah, and then he's just you know he is uh, not that they would ever leave, but he he has to protect his. Of course, they're they're his assets. Like, and and we say they'd never leave. I don't, I'm not so sure that's the case with someone like Aram. I think it definitely is with like a Rory, and he's he's gone too far into it now. Scheffler probably has no real reason to move along. But like as a as a Spanish beat, we've seen Ram prioritise last week's event over, um, you know, this elevated event because he's like a Spanish speaking person in Mexico. I don't see that he has the same affinity with the PJ as all the others do. So it's a risky game. Right. And the last thing I want to say about that, because both of us were on Sergio last week, you know, <laughs> he, he bungled it down the stretch. But um, I still think he deserves to be on the Ryder Cup team, considering he was their second best player last time. And he's their all time leading scorer until someone beats him out. They should be, uh, you know, and it's not like anyone on the back end of that potential roster is playing is, you know, getting their way in there. Sergio scored three and a half points in a, in a Ryder Cup where they got blown out. And yeah. I know a lot of it was with Rom. The only way he's on the team, in my opinion, is if Rom speaks up and says he wants him on the team. I suppose, like, I think the the kind of sense I'm getting is that both teams are allowed to pick these live players, and it's just going to depend who. I reckon it's going to be who, like, who announces they're going to do it first. Is, yeah. is kind of like because one of them is going to pick one. I think. I think someone like a Kepka, like DJ's not playing well enough. It's been DJ and Kepka that have spoken out so far. Sergio, up until last week, probably wasn't playing well enough. Um, you know. But you're right, like Team Europe is, is struggling. I don't know, like there's probably you know, Westwood's shown nothing, Poulter's shown nothing, Stenson's shown nothing. Like they're all probably done. I thought Casey was going to be the one that was really going to kind of elevate himself into a, into contention, but hasn't done so yet. So um, certainly interesting aspect. Uh, I suppose we won't rile up the, the listeners by saying Taylor Gooch could make his way onto to the right. <laughs> <of that team. laughs> but no, yeah. uh, no he, he can't. Like, until he plays well in the majors like Kipka did. Um, and Reed did, etc. Then I don't think we need to have that discussion. But um, yeah, back to the Rory thing. I, I am playing Rory. Do you, Do you think he's playing well enough? No, I mean not really. But I just think there's a place where he can turn up and still play well anyway. Like I, th- I think I feel like he's gonna finish in the top five and maybe not win. But um, the other guys, I'm not really as high on. Like Cantlay, I I know he's now. Charlie um, uh, Carver on the back. Yeah, that that could be helpful. I don't know if it's gonna be immediate. <laughs> It could be anything, couldn't it? Like I don't know. Like he, the fact that he's not played that well on the golf course is the, is the main reason so far. Like he missed the cut in 2021. He was third third in the PDO Championship. I have nothing to go on so far, other than the fact he's probably the most consistent golfer in this field, right? And and tee to green and off the tee, he's been great. Uh, what's he got? Like four, five top nines in his last seven starts, and probably should have won one of those at some point. Um, there's just always going to be a little bit of bad press around him until he changes what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that there's probably I, I like Shuffle a little bit. Uh, I did I did was impressed by him. He was 14th here on his last start at Wells Fargo. But again, probably not enough. And I, I definitely don't think Finau's that suited to this course based on what we've seen over the past few years. Despite the fact that. Tory Pines has been okay for him. He seems to be a bit hit and miss on all those types of courses, like Tory Pines, Riviera, which seems to be the ones that generally correlate to this. So if I'm playing Rory, I'm going to just jump straight down into the nines. Well, you're going to have yeah. to anyway, right? But. Absolutely. And that's the reason why I would play Rory too, is because I like Xander a little bit as well, but he's expensive. 
Yeah. Um, he's not going to go completely un, un, under-owned. Like, he'll be less than Rory, but not enough. So, I still think Rory has a better chance to win than Xander does and a better yeah. chance at five. So, I can't – I just can't click Xander over him. Cantley, like you said, the course history I'm not really in love with. Uh, and, and Xander really carried him at the Zurich, too. Um, and then Fino, I'm definitely out on. So, of, of the four, I'm, it's Rory for me. Yeah. Morikawa's sitting there at the top of the nines, and I was kind of tempted by him, but he hasn't played the golf course. He's – and I just have stronger convictions on Hovland at nine two, and yeah. and that's going to be a popular selection, right? That's not I'm not giving away secrets here. It's one of those things this week where like there are certain spots where I want to fade guys who are just way 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 too popular. Um, he's going to be probably pushing twenty four twenty five percent, which you know is not ideal for a guy at that price. But um, it's just one of those things where you got to look to get different elsewhere because I, I so strongly believe in his ability to play at this golf course and win at this golf course. And I've been, you know, thinking this for a long time that Quail was going to be a great breakout spot for him. So I can't go away from him. Um, if you're brave enough to do it and you think, you know, the hype is too much on him this week, then by all means, game theory wise, go away from him. But I, I just think he's, I, I think he's going to win. So I got to play him. If you can, if you can find someone in the mid sixties, as we'll, we'll, we'll go into it later on, like, Starting your lineups with Rory and Hovland and, and taking a couple of mid-seven guys is is probably the way to go this week. I mean, I I like one in the low eights as well, which I've put in there, which forces me to go into the sixes. But yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the consistency of Jordan Spieth at the moment. I just don't necessarily feel like it's the best Spieth course. No, I don't either. And the, the one I guess outlier would be like Heritage. I never thought would be a real Spieth course, and he's been good there the last couple of years, but. But like we've seen that he's not good here, yeah, or, not, right. or not great here, right? And, and that, like I get that like he's just playing so well, and the wind's overdue. And I, I actually think we were, you know, I guess either one of Spieth or Fitzpatrick would have considered themselves unlucky if they didn't win, I guess, in Heritage. So could have gone both ways. But like, yeah, I, I just don't feel the need to go to him. Like I think there's going to be ample opportunities to go to Spieth at any point. I actually think the PGA Championship is there's a reason he hasn't won the PGA Championship yet. Like they're, they're hard golf courses for him. Um, this is another one like that as well. So he could very easily let a lot of people down this week and then just go and win in Texas next week. Yeah, could see that happening. I'm not playing him either, um, but I did look at it a little bit. Um, Homer and Fitz? No, not hard no on Homer for me. I know he did win here, but he missed a cut his next time, and I just think he's kind of got his wins. And I'm looking at these guys. I want I want a guy who I think is going to win. I, I'm, I'm not just outing him in the moment. I think he peaked. You know, he had a great stretch and i just think he's kind of coming back to earth a little bit i think uh, i think we've been talking about this for a while right like it was gonna come and you know it, you can't take anything away from max Homer. who's playing brilliantly and the fact that he's won at this golf course and won at riviera and and, and all those sort of things one at tory pines he's one of the three courses you want for this week uh including the one we're on but yeah i just think the form's gone and that's fine like it is it, it was gonna happen eventually um but 43rd at the Masters, and then two miscuts since is uh, is a tough scene, I guess. Yeah, and, and just he's another guy who's always going to be more, you know, overvalued than he should be because of his popularity, which is fine. If people want to play him all the time and go for it, but uh, it's it's not for me at all. Um, so I'm not playing Fitz either. How no, I'm you? not. I have no interest. None. Yeah. Um, I I loved him for Heritage. There's a reason I loved him for Heritage. There's no reason I love him here. So. Um, let him have his win and move on. Think he could be a threat for the rest of the season, but not at this golf course. Sungjae feel pretty similar, actually. Um, not sure I want to be on him either. Um, 31st miscut in his two starts at this golf course. and Doesn't necessarily stack up as a course that I'd expect him to play well. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sanjay seems to be pretty popular for. Well, I get it. Like he's playing well, but like, and it's not a case of like the course is too long because I think shorter hitters can contend as we've seen over the years. But like, I I think that when that is a problem for him, it seems to affect his performance enough to suggest that he won't do it here. And um, so I think overall, shorter hitters can contend. I just don't think him can as a short hitter. Yeah, I, I think he'll play. He can play well, but I just question his ceiling. Is you know, anytime I think about betting him, I'm thinking. When is he even contended? He just doesn't get in contention. He's he's not the one like a Cantley where you think he should have won two of the last six times he's contended. Like him shouldn't have won. He's he's, he's just he feels like a coocher. He feels like a, yeah. a a very early coocher who just cashes those checks and and consistently gets you to play him and that's fine. Like eventually he will stumble over the line and win. I don't think it's a quail below. Right, and and that could be good for drafting. You know, he finishes ninth, and everyone's in good shape. But for me, there's just too much win equity surrounding him, and I want a guy who I think can win. What do we do with Jason Day? Is he because before the Masters final round, I was circling this as the place he was going to win, but has he got vertigo again? <laughs> like, what's what's going on? Oh, you don't ever get truly get rid of vertigo, I don't think. But like, is is it coming back to haunt him again? Is probably the better way to phrase it. For me, it almost feels like a mental barrier. Did he just play badly? Yeah, and he's well, he's getting so close to being what he was again that now his yeah. body is like, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, yeah, happening? like recreating the problems that he's yeah. having. I, I mean, I don't know if that's. I'm not a psychologist, but when you when you're going through physical and mental and all these issues for five six years, and you start playing well again. I'm sure there's some type of trepidation in you know mentally or physically. Yeah, I agree. And uh, look, look on paper, like even with the bad final round, the Masters was a success for the most part. And what has he been inside the top twenty for the last? seven events before that so like it's very difficult to ignore day who's obviously a course winner but are we going to at 9k that's that's the tough question because i had two thought you know uh thought processes here where if he's gonna be really popular because everyone sees the course history and all that i would fade him if he wasn't gonna be played because of the masters and everyone thinks he might be done i would have played him but he's right in the middle, so I I I don't know what to You've do. You've got to make a decision, like, and, and that's the thing you're forced into. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip him reluctantly, and if he's there on Sunday, I'll feel like an idiot. But sometimes you have to make these decisions, um, and I'm fine feeling like an idiot ones. I'll probably have a little bit of him, but I just like, uh, you know, I guess we'll go right into the not A tier because I just like Justin Thomas a lot better, and I'm really high on Justin Thomas. He's gonna be higher in there, right? Nah, he's not really as popular as you would think. Um, probably course, probably the same. Course winner at the PGA, seventh for this tournament in the past, 21st and 26th since. Has had a miscut here in the past. I just don't believe he can win. I, I just, I, I know that people are betting him and I understand it. It feels a little bit, and I know you're on him this week, but you're not the type that's on him every week. I think there's a lot of people that are on him every week that just, they just see it and they go, oh, like Thomas is getting out to a number where he can't not be bet. And yeah. that becomes troublesome for me and I know he finished the heritage of a 66 I know he was basically pretty good there other than his putter and his his tee screen game you can't question but you have to be good in all four facets to win so like it's not like his tee screen game is like ranking top five in the field every week and it's just going to be when the putter happens like he's he's fine tee screen top 20 every week but that's not enough to carry him off the greens I guess yeah no I agree with that I I still think there could be something going on with him that he's not talking about um, I've been kind of specu- speculating that for a while, and we might not know the answer to that yet. Um, but I just think there's something going on. But with that being said, his uh, form is definitely seems to be trending in the right direction. 
Um, if he's going to find it with the putter, it's probably going to be at a place where he's won before. Yeah. Uh, he was really good at the President's Cup here. Uh, and I just think maybe he takes advantage of the field without the Rahm and Chef. Like, if he's in the mix, there's not many people he can't stare down and beat. He just has to get into contention. But, like, even, like, for the last 15 weeks, he's not he's not been in the top 10 in terms of approaches. Yeah, I know. it's concerning. So, like, overall tee to green is great. So, he's obviously doing good stuff off the tee and around the greens. But on the greens, he's been dire, and his irons are not as strong as they need to be. So, I just I just don't get it. Like, and that's fine. Like, I think I, I agree with you in the sense of, like, if he's going to find it with his putting stroke, it's going to be on a course he's won it before, and that makes perfect sense. And these are the types of courses where he does come to life. And we've seen... In last year's BJ, what happens when he returns to a winning site? But it feels a little bit chasey to me at the moment. Um, we shall see. I'm, I'm fine. That, yeah. I'm fine to oppose uh, on that front. Ricky Fowler's a big question. I think can he win? We had this discussion before we came on. Don't think he can win. Think he can top five. So he's good value at 88 if he's not too highly owned. Yeah, he will be. I mean, these guys are all going to be similar. Sungjae, Day, Thomas, and Fowler. I think are all going to be between 14 and 17%. So I don't really see any difference in terms of ownership. So, so that's the problem is whether you think that like you're, you're banking on Ricky Fowler to win after what was it been like five or six years? Um, it's been yeah. yeah so, so four years and Thomas won last year. Like we're talking about Thomas in a mini crisis rather yeah. than Fowler that's trying to come back from one that's been lasting for four or five years. So um JT has, 15, JT has 15 wins in eight years. It is ridiculous. And the only thing I think with Thomas, and I wonder maybe combining to your point of like, he's got something going on with him. I feel like he's probably one of those people that gets a little bit butt hurt. He's not including a lot more conversations. And it feels like over the last few, like I saw a clip on Instagram the other day and it was like, maybe today, where it was like um, all of the JT like clips put into one. And I don't know, they're just trying to invent him as this like character that isn't, like it's fine to just be really good at something and not be a character. There's there's a million NBA players, a million NFL players, a million soccer players like that that just never develop as a character. And I think he's one of those. And I think he gets left behind by it. Because yeah, he doesn't do anything that makes him, you know, stand out as a personality in the world of golf. I think that, and I also think he had some comments last week. I think it was, or maybe a few weeks ago, where he said he feel like he's he feels like he's underachieved throughout his career and he should have much many more majors and many more wins. He, he basically what I found funny that there was a, I think it was probably in the same press or whatever it was. Like he was like, Oh yeah, I would trade my career for Jordan's in a heartbeat. I was like, Yeah, no shit, of course you would. Like Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's like, like what what a stupid point that I could have made that point. That's like me saying it. Like he's he had like four two wins at the Sony Open for two majors. He's got, I think he's got one more, two more wins overall than him. And he's got two less majors. Like, yeah, okay, thanks for your two wins at the CJ Cup that no one actually gives a shit about. Like, right, one less major now, right? Speed's not got four majors, but just... I think he has three. Three, okay. I know he's won three of them. I didn't know he'd won one of them twice. No, he hasn't, has he? He hasn't won one of them. So, yeah. So I've given one him four before, too. And I've given him four, but that that Masters really throws me off. He really should have won that one. Yeah, so he's got he's got he's got three wins in a second, yeah. a couple of seconds. Um, but yeah, it just it just made me laugh. I was just like, well, yeah, of course you'd swap it because he's got that one more major. And to be honest, the the echelon, I guess, outside of his majors, though, Spieth hasn't got those high quality wins that Thomas has elsewhere. Like he hasn't got the players or anything like that. Yeah, I bet Thomas has one more has earned more money in that time frame. Yeah, maybe. He I mean, wins like, the WGTs and the big, the big ones. And maybe my my initial comment on that isn't as 
like because he's won a WGC, he's won. He's won. Two I want to say it's fifteen to. I want to say it's fifteen to nine for wins. Yeah. Try to guess. I mean, so six for a major, maybe a little closer. But I, I still think anyone would take the major. I, I just, I just think when you think about Jordan Spieth as, like, an icon, and Jordan and Justin Thomas isn't. That's the difference, isn't it? Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, do five or six win. Spieth's got thirteen PJ Tour wins. Okay. Wow. And two wins in Australia. If you want to just add up professional wins. So he's got 16 wins because he's not including the hero as a professional tournament at that point either. Okay, so it's, yeah. It's, it's literally like two PGA Tour wins. Yeah, and those majors, he has, I mean, not even just the wins, just he has so many. Just always been there. Five. Just always, I, I think JT's got the more like consistently high quality wins. Like even when you think about the tournament champions like in an elite field, when you think about, you know, CIMB, a lot of the good players played there. But like, yeah, I just, I just thought it was a bit of a weird comment. Like, yeah, okay, you've you've got one less major and two more wins. Of course, you're going to trade it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's potentially what it is. I think he's just maybe just realised over the last year, like he's not that important, and that probably never going to be the face of golf. Yeah, just sucks a bit. Like, as soon as Spieth has come back playing good golf, no one cares about Justin Thomas again. No, yeah. Um, that was a long segment in in carrying on Justin Thomas, but um, Ricky Fowler. Back to him. I think he can contend. I think that's the that that's the difficulty, and that's why I went back onto Thomas. Like, do you do you see J- Jason Day and Justin Thomas's winning upside so much higher than Fowler? And if you do, then you can't play him. I don't know if I see Day's winning upside. I, I think I view and him, Day I and Fowler are in the same spot, no? Yes, that's right. I think they have the same chance to win. Like Day, Fowler, and Rose in, coming into this year, I thought were in the same spot. Rose has got to win and then contended again. Day just keeps sort of motoring along and Fowler hasn't really spiked yet. I just think if he's going to spike anywhere, it's here. Yeah, the thing is, Day, I mean, better chance to contend, contend. Like, when's the last time Ricky's been in contention? Was, I don't think, I think when he won Waste, that was the last time he's been in contention. Well, didn't he have that CJ Cup like a year or so ago or something? Oh, where... yeah, there was in China or. No, yeah. like he had, was it when they had it over here, like in Shetland, like Keith Mitchell was there for like 36 holes and then his swing just broke down. Like he was in, he was only in contention, like going into Saturday, I think, but like. Oh yeah, so it doesn't count. I mean, deep, in, deep sure. into contention on a Sunday. Yeah, I can't remember then. Um, talking about people in contention, people have been in contention, not one, Cam Young, 8,700. Um, I don't see much difference between him and Sahith Vagala in terms of this type of event. So I'm just going to go with Vagala at 8,200. Yeah, he'll be more popular than the guys I just mentioned, the Song J. Day, Thomas Fowler. He'll be more in the range of the Hovland, maybe a little less, maybe 22, 23%, if I had to guess. Um, I'm going to go away from him. I like him next week. I know a lot of people are trying to protect their PJ Championship futures, but uh, I'm, I'm just not as interested this week. I know he was good here last year. Uh, well, last time they played it here. Um, but he's not for me. He's just too popular. And I like the other guys better. But he didn't play here, did he? He played the Potomac, didn't he? he didn't play oh, that's right. Potomac, so, yeah, yeah. so he's not even got it. Like, to me, when I look at um, Young, like, I, I think it's very much, whereas we're trying to chase the next Justin Thomas, uh, Thomas win, we're trying to chase the first Cam Young win, and, and we're desperate to get it, right? 20th at Riviera um, is a great sign. He didn't play Tory Pines. I can't remember why. Um, yeah, me neither. And wasn't he second at Riviera behind Neiman as well? So he's got that kind of Riviera link in. Um, but when I look at Figala, like fourth and sixth 
in those two events this season. Um, ninth and fifth is last two starts, including the top ten of the Masters. I don't see the difference. Like they're both in the same position. Neither of them are one. I know um, Cam Young's obviously got the the major appearances, but that doesn't matter this week. Like it, at the PJ Championship, it matters because the Gala hasn't tasted that kind of contention. But here it doesn't. Right. And if we want to add to that, um, one, three, and one at the Presidents Cup. There you go. You know, I, I guess it's slightly different. Is it different routing like this week than it normally is? For it presents? is, but I mean, it's still the same course. Still right? the same course, yeah. So I, I just don't like I, when he's popular. I think he's easy to get behind, and then hopefully things quiet down him a bit, and you can get back there. Yeah. Uh, Hatton, Kim, Lowry, not that interested in Burns. I don't know what to do with. Um, out on Burns, out on all those guys. Yeah. I, I like Fleetwood. I love Fleetwood. That's why I purposely didn't mention him. Like, he's consistently putting himself into the mix. Can we talk about sort of Sanjay M not being in contention? Like, maybe Sanjay M's got more consistent finishes, but Fleetwood's been there inside the top five the last few weeks. Um, or last yeah, pretty few good starts. at the course, too. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, he's actually, what, 14th here in 2021. He wasn't playing that well, I don't think, leading into that event. Um, was fourth after day one. I only really had one bad round, like the 75 in round two cost him a chance to contend. Um, so to me, I think that's great. And even like he started off the PJ Championship where he was inside the top 15 in 2017 as well. And then again, second round 75 cost him. Maybe he just needs to go over those Friday jitters. But winning score is going to be in the range you want it to be for him. Yeah, like I just, I just think he's, I don't get why he's eight and someone like an M is nine one. Like, I know there's a consistency factor to it, but I think if if I think about winning equity, I think I know Im's won a couple of times and Fleetwood hasn't on the PGA Tour, but there's not much in it in terms of world-class golfers, right? And 8K, I think, is cheap. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's the same as Ricky. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I think... I feel the same way about both of them. I think that it's a great course fit for both of them. I like their encouraging course history. Tommy's obviously isn't what Ricky's is, but he hasn't played it as much. But the way they're both playing right now, I think... Form-wise, they can get in contention and they can win. The fact that they haven't won in a long time, and Tommy, you know, has really never won, that's what what holds me back. But I still think that they have the same chance to finish like in the top five or ten. So, I'm and Tommy's not going to be incredibly popular, um, and a lot of the guys I like, you know, are like the Hoblins and whatnot. So I'm going to be jamming Tommy into a lot of lineups. And it's like it's his jam, right? Like we talk about this as a major winning or major style course, if you like. And I think I think people like this is definitely where the DP World Tour kind of drop off kind of exists. Like we think about Tommy Fleetwood not winning for a long time. He's won the Nedbank Challenge in 2019 and 2022. Like he's he's won at a tough golf course in a big event. He yeah. lost in a playoff to Aaron Wright at Scottish Open. Like I know that you can't give them the same kind of upside, but he was top five in two majors last year, 14th for the Masters as well, third third of the Masters this year. At a course I don't think it's necessarily the best for him. Um comes back to one that I think he is. So yeah, I really like Fleetwood. I don't actually know why I haven't bet him this week. I guess it's that it is that thing of I don't know that he can win, but he doesn't need to win at AK. Yeah, I, he he's in the exact same position as Cameron Young. It's just he's been doing it for longer. So they've both been great in majors and not won yet. They've both not won on the PJ Tour but had close calls. Like there's no difference between the two in terms of profile, other than Fleetwood's been doing it a lot longer. They're not even that too dissimilar in age, are they? No, I mean, 31, 28 or something. But the the, the difference is uh, people have Tommy fatigue by this point. Cameron Young's 25, by the way. He just looks oh, like is he? 105. But, um, 
yeah, yeah. I got that wrong. But that that's the thing, isn't it? Like him, like Young and Thigala are what we expected Fleetwood to be, other than we saw Fleetwood do it in Europe first. Like it's, I just don't know. Like I think, like I gave up on Fleetwood for a long time, and now I'm sort of trying to backtrack, hoping that he's going to get one. But um, we shall see. I don't know. Brian Harmon, you can forget about him. Um, seven nine down to seven seven five. Is anyone in there for you? I'm going to play Kuchar. Uh, I think he's playing really well. I like the course history a lot, and nobody's going to play him. And I need to find some guys nobody's playing and try to, you know, and he's the type of guy who can play well here. Obviously can't win, but he's 7,900. I mean, I think he can come in the top 15, top 10, no problem. Um, I love the way he's been playing. I mean, he's been striking the ball pretty well. When's the last time we saw him? Was it at, in Texas? No, he played Heritage. and He played Heritage. Yeah, 20, like, top 20 in. The thing is with him, so like his only real course on, he played here back in the day, but like he was top 10 at the 2017 PJ Championship when it would have been tougher for him because it would have been even harder set up. Um, he doesn't play otherwise. So it'll be really interesting to see how he plays. Brandon, I mean, know he can play well at Riviera. That's obviously linked in quite a lot. 7-9 like him. I think people are going to go to Keith Mitchell based on the course history in this price range. Yeah, he's going to be popular. That's why I just play Cooch instead. But but Mitchell's lost that off the the, the off the tee that everyone's been raving about about how good he's been off the tee. He he's lost that over the last few weeks. Yeah, he he's been he's been bad. He's been bad. I mean, I watched a lot of the Zurich and Sungjae just carried his ass the entire but, time. But even when he was absolutely striping it and doing all these things, like everyone's been talking about how historic his off the tee stuff's been this year. It hasn't done anything for him. Like he was fifth at Riviera, and that's one of these court like leading courses, but. 24th at the Bay Hill, 35th at the Players, 53rd at the Masters, missed cut at the Heritage. What's it done for him? doesn't matter, does it? So it only matters if you put four rounds together. I get that, and I was very high on him, and I get his 34th, 8th from 3rd here, but um, I wouldn't get too excited about him at 7 8. I'm not playing him at all. I like, I like Taylor Moore at 7,600 better. I do, yeah. I like Taylor um, Moore. Just you know, solid, isn't he? Now. Right? Sorry? He hasn't played at the course. No, not played here yet, and... You, you you worry about that a little bit, but I don't I don't know that it's one that you can't play well on your debut. And I don't think it's like an Augusta where you have to be here five times before you start playing well. Like it's it's obviously an advantage to see it, but you're probably going to get a little bit of discount for them not playing here before. Right, he's a ball striker. Ball strikers have just done so well here, um, and he, you know, he's finished 11th at Heritage, so that was an elevated event after winning Valspar. And I just think his price for his kind of ceiling, like I don't see him winning, but he can, you know, he can definitely be up there. Good when you think about, think about the fact he's won Valspar, JT was in the field, Spieth was in the field. That's two of the better players that we've got here. Um, you're obviously missing Rory, but like, it, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's too much quality gap for him now. There's been a lot of what Davis Riley on betting terms. Is that translated into DraftKings ownership? Jeez, who the hell is betting Davis Riley? There's been, um, there's been a few. Trust me. Uh, no, it is not translating to that. He looks pretty low owned. So then that would be interesting because he like he he obviously has the win and people are not factoring that in from the fact that it's a pairs event, nineteenth for the Valspar. I don't know that he's the best on these long courses, but eighth at Bay Hill was pretty encouraging. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm out. So I like Cam Davis at the same price. I love Cam Davis. We yeah, we talked about him a lot because he was coming back to form right, Matt, but he was doing it with his short game. But now that now he's shown those ball striking numbers at the heritage, I'm way back in. Yeah, so two out of his last three starts in the top 10. Uh, yeah, I like him too. I also like, you know, again, President's Cup, different routing, but he got a feel for the course. He played really well in the President's Cup. Um, 
So it's not like he's you know going to be new, as new to the course. Pretty sure he got like two and a half points, and that was one of the better performances. Like and he he lost a couple, but that's because he kept getting put out there. Yeah, and then they put him with Scott, and then, then they played well together. They should have put him from Scott from the beginning. They had some weird pairings for that. Yeah, um, but so, yeah. Fourth in tee to green, seventh off the tee, and 14th in approach at Harbour Town was just really encouraging. He's been 15th off the tee in general this season, 17th in driving distance. Everything you really want from Cam Davis. He was 26th here on debut, and he was actually 13th going into the final round and and dropped away. But he was actually within six shots of the lead the whole week that week on his debut. And I know six shots is a lot to to make up, but it's not over the first couple of days. And um, you know, even on the final day, we've seen people come back from that kind of margin before. So it feels like he was always in the mix that week. And it just, with the ball strike, like if he if he was still just making these finishes like the stick for the players, but it was all short game driven, I'd have gone like just avoid him for now. But just that, that ball striking numbers at Heritage stood out to me. Yeah, definitely good. And then, you know, the next guy, I know both of us like him, uh, yep. Grillo, who, I don't know, maybe been getting suckered back into the guy, you know, and I, I like him a lot. But um it just it makes too much sense he gets hot in streaks everyone knows that last year i was all over him for a while and he's kept performing performing and you, you know when he's going away and now he's coming back to a course where he's been really really good his last two starts here he's been in the top 15 or so yeah. um and it's just a place where you can get away with hitting it you know relatively long and straight ball striking your way around you don't have to get to 20 under make a couple pots he's been putting it pretty well so i i don't know i I don't want to trick myself into thinking he can actually win, but wouldn't that be something? I'd love to see him win. I, re- I really like Grillo. Like, I, I know there's obviously it's hard to watch when you run him in the, the short putts that he misses, right? But past two starts, 22nd in... Um, sorry, he's been um, 12th and 10th in his past two starts, T to green, and 22nd and 1st in strokes going approach. So, like, overall, his ball striking is, is insane. I know they've been in kind of weaker events and things like that, but, you know, 7th and 5th, in those two starts, ninth and fourteenth at the golf course, as you said, the two top fifteens. It's very obvious. Like there's nothing to to really give away here. Like I just think he's probably a top eight, top ten finisher, and we hope that he sneaks into that top five to cash some of our bets. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility for someone in this range to win it. And if Cam Davis and Emiliano Grillo are my two picks, then I might as well put them in the DraftKings lineups as well. Yeah, he. I would love to see it. Um, again, I don't know if he can, but. He's, I think he's one of the best ball strikers in the world if you just pure ball striking. And last week, as good as he's been throughout his career, that was the best ball, um, stroke and approach performance of his entire career. I guess just not great off the tee, no? Like just a little bit he's shorter right, yeah. than you want him to be and like a little bit crooked. But like his iron play and wedge play is undeniable. And, and when he's finding that putter, like he uh, he was the point earlier I was making, like you can be a shorter hitter and contend. Like a son, he's like Sanjay M, but at 7,400 rather than the 9,100 being asked to pay for him. Now, he gains a decent amount off the tee. I mean, his la- his first career, he's gained 1.2 strokes on the field off the tee. His last five starts, he's gained 1.5 in between. It's, been somewhere. Yeah. it's just the short, it's just the shortness of it, though. It's, like, it's accuracy based, is it? It's med- So he's in the in the field, uh, there's 154. He ranks 78th in distance. So he's right in the middle. So that, that would be my one concern, but it's not not bothered him in the past. I just think it caps maybe that upside. Like there's probably a couple of holes he can't go for and, and things yeah. like that. Um, but he makes up with his long iron play, which is which is the main thing. Um, any more for you in the 7Ks? I kind of looked at Bo Hostler a couple of times, 7,200. I think he's relatively cheap. Ben Ann keeps hitting the ball well off the tee, 7,100. Um, but otherwise, not too much to get excited about, I don't think. No, there's no one else I'm going to play. I'm out on Akshay. 
Sam Stevens generating some love, but he's been looking at like eight or nine percent, which I'm all the way out on. Yeah, no, I agree with that. This will be one of those places where Aaron Rye plays well when you least expect it because it's a long golf course and he should be playing well on short golf courses. Um, so he starts to kind of the, the 6K range. I didn't find an awful lot of lights in the 6Ks, which is obviously unsurprising. Eric Cole played well again last week, fifth. Uh, Lanto Griffin used to play well at these type of courses, but I don't know if he's that type of player anymore. Um, the one person I thought was just ridiculously underpriced and i don't really know why i guess it's because he's just doing it in the the kind of um smaller events but carson young is 6100 and he's one of the better players off the tee recently oh well i mean that's definitely a good price right 19th at the heritage 15th last week in mexico third at the puerto rico open 38th for the corrales like when you look at it and he's been 100 he's like mr cut at the valspar mr cut the Texas Open, mr cut pebble beach mr cut tory pines like he's He's obviously only playing well in these kind of smaller events, but it's the way that he's doing it in that meantime that, you know, 21st and 16th, his last tee's green um, numbers, 23rd and 3rd in, off the tee, and he's got 7th back in there as well. Like, he just seems to be gaining those strokes off the tee, which I like. Yeah, I mean, Heritage elevated the van, he played well, so that's enough yeah. for me. 6,100, so. Um, like, he's priced with people that literally can't play golf anymore, and he's someone that's playing probably the best golf of his career. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice him before, but I definitely like it. Um, how about Molinari? Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. I mean, <laughs> he's skipping the Italian Open for a reason, I guess. Um, he likes the course, right? I mean, he shouldn't be skipping the Italian Open. I'm really disappointed in that. I mean, you only get one chance in your life to play in a home Ryder Cup. I I, I think it's, it shows signs that he's not serious about his chances of getting in. Well, if he wanted, he would, they would put him in, don't you think? Yeah, but like he just obviously doesn't think he can win it. So he might as well just go to the place where he's going to get paid more to finish fourth. Like I, yeah. I genuinely think that's like he's probably sitting there thinking it's not worth me going over to Italy and losing. Yeah. I know, he was, 20, I know he was 24th last week and he was talking quite positively about his game. He's 14th at Bay Hill. I just think there must be something mental about because if you think you can, if you think you're in winning form, you go over to the Italian Open and you book your place in the Ryder Cup team, don't you? No? So maybe he thinks he's in winning form and he wants to go win four million. Yeah, maybe he's not going to. But I mean, it's that, that I would strongly advise him against that mindset if that was me. But yeah, I mean, like you say, to to your point, he's what second in the PJ Championship to Thomas. He was seventeenth before that. I guess it is probably just one of his better PJ Tour courses, and that's why he's here. But six yeah, hundred. He should be in Italy. He should be in Italy. He's cheap. I I just. I guess I'm not giving anyone else shit. Like, I'm not giving Fleetwood and Hatton and all that shit for not going over to Ryder Cup, though. So, should I be doing that because he's Italian? I don't know. I think so. I mean, again, how many times in your life can you will you get an opportunity to play in a home Ryder Cup? Unless he, just, unless he just thinks he's going to get in based on his performances elsewhere, which is... Well, if he plays well here, he might have a good chance, too. So, I guess he could say, if, if I win this week, I can win in either, either place, and I'll, I'll be in. He's going to make an ass out of you and me when we assume that he's like, well, not you, because you brought him up. He's going to make an ass out of me when I just say, yeah, he's given up on winning and then he comes and wins a bigger event. Yeah, I'm Dylan, playing him. Dylan Wu's hitting it pretty well off the tee. 6,700. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. Um, I don't I don't think he can do anything, but he's making cards. But he just, when he hits it well off the tee, I, for me, I, I think, I could be wrong. Just accuracy. Just accuracy. And I, I don't know if that's enough. No. I'm just I'm just looking at these guys like Adam Schenk's hitting it well off the tee, sixth and eighth in two of his last three starts. Again, probably shorter accuracy type thing. But 
distance accuracy. Yeah, just double check on on him here. Yeah, driving distance really, he's not. He's pretty bad. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Molly. I'm not gonna pretend I really like anyone else yet. Um, I'm just not. I, I gotta, I guess, dive deeper. But I'm hoping to avoid this range as much as possible. Tyler Duncan rated out really well for me. I don't know why. He's been bad at the course, um, but he, you know, his proximity numbers from long irons are, are pretty good. Is the Cam Champ thing a trap? Yes, it is. I think it was just Mexico for him. That's a really good golf course for him. Um, let's see what he did statistically. Yeah, he gained a lot. Wow, he gained 9.9 strokes ball striking. He, he was great. Off the, like, it was one of his best seed screen performances ever, I think. But like, it's just where it is, and it's come off the fact that he's like missing five. I know this is basically everyone. The narrative is that this is what he does. He miscuts, 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 then finishes eighth and then wins. But I just don't know. The, like, I think the course finds you out when you're not playing your absolute best, whereas Mexico doesn't. I agree with that. But with that being said, I mean, it's a good price. He, he Like, when I was saying earlier, like, that, when I was saying about starting with Rory and Hovland, like, he's the, the most obvious person to chuck in there because you know he's capable of winning. Like, whether you believe he's going to at this tournament is, you know, a completely different question. But... He's that yeah. guy that at 6,600 kind of feels out that lineup if if you take a chance on him. Yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely um, probably play a little bit of him now looking at those numbers. I didn't know how good ball striking was, so yeah, for me it's Molly him, and I like your call there at 6,100 with um whoever the hell that was. Carson Young. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably how we should feel about him. But like yeah. it it just gives you a load of room to do other things. So the the kind of thing I was putting together. So if we're going if we're starting off our um, if we wanted Cam Cham as our lowest price player in, we have Davis, Grillo, Hovland, Rory, Tagala. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's pretty good. Or you can swap out Fleetwood and have a better player than Cham if there is a better player at 6,800. I don't think there is, but... Yeah, or Molinari you, if you want that. Or you Yeah, there you go. You can either you can either go Molinari and Fleetwood or Tagala and Cham. I would yeah. probably take Tagala because I like Tagala, but... Um, I, would go, I would go Tommy and Molinari, yeah. For the Mollywood. There we go. I think that's pretty good. It's a pretty good lineup. Like, yeah, it is. I think it it's is. pretty interesting. I think that's probably about as balanced as you can get unless you skip the tens. Is that a fair yeah. statement? Like, I, I'm absolutely fine with people that want to, like, make a really balanced lineup with the kind of, like, you know, hovelands and things like that. Um, but we shall see. I yeah. think that's probably it, Matt. Like, I don't think I think we've we've made maybe just one or two calls in each area, so I don't think we need to really recap which ones we like in each price range. I think that's probably enough for the Wells Fargo yeah. Championship. Uh, good to be back on board, and we'll uh, catch up again in a week. All right, let's have another good week.